On today's episode, Kelly and I are going to dive into the Rockets' restart schedule and his interview with Michael Frazier. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream. The MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row. That's a rhythm. Triple-double rust, man. I need you to acknowledge he don't do this for the optics, man. He do this for the Rockets. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel, and with me, as always, my homie, my partner in crime, my, my, uh, I've run out of other words, compadre, uh, Kelly Eco, athletic beat writer, covers the Houston Rockets, has all the ins and outs on what's going on with them. You doing all right? Yeah. Okay. Doing better. I mean, we could all be in a better situation. We're all well aware of all that, and. Right. We're going to try to take you away from that for a little bit. And Kelly, the uh, NBA dropped their schedule Friday night. It was pretty interesting. The uh, Let's just run down it real quickly for the Rockets. Right. They're going to start with the Mavs. They're going to play the Bucks, the Blazers, the Lakers, the Kings, the Spurs, Pacers, and finish their season with the Sixers. Looking at that schedule so far, like what, what were some of your first takeaways? Uh, first things first, that's a hell of a start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Just just because of, you know, Dallas. Dallas is an interesting team to me because not only are they just a game and a half behind the Rockets, but they have been a pretty bad mem- like for them going forward with Luka Doncic and Porzingis. I know the last time they played, Doncic didn't play, but Porzingis still had 35 and 12, and I think he pretty much destroyed their small ball lineup. And... I think they haven't figured out how to stop Luka Doncic yet in the second year in the NBA, and I think that's going to be a real interesting game. After that, you go to Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go to Milwaukee, but you play well, Milwaukee. You play, you, you play Milwaukee, uh, the best team in the league. That's not going to be a walk in the park. Then who's next after that? Blazers. Okay, well, the Blazers are going to be an easy cake. Right oh, now. easy. Watch it, though. They're, listen, so uh, looking at their whole schedule – the the Rockets are six and seven against all their components opponents combined That's so true. far this season. That's true. But they, but they've I would, actually I they're one and two against the Blazers. That. Yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into the the, the thing prior because um, if you look at that last game with the Blazers in Portland, Trevor Ariza was a huge part of why they were able to win that game, and him not playing is gonna is gonna be a big factor for them. Now for everyone else, I do think it's gonna be a struggle. And that's why I was pretty surprised to see. I think there was a poll that Ali Khan put, and he asked how many games did the Rockets fans see them winning out of the eight, and the majority of them said six. That's, I mean, that's that's fans. That's, that's I don't think they're know, going six and two. <laughs> no, that's and, and some of it might be because seeding. So let's talk a little bit too about what they have at place. And one thing before we before we do that. Don't forget the Blazers are going to be getting back Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins. So they're getting right. size back, which yeah. might be a big issue for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first three games, four games, because they play the Lakers after that, are all big teams. You know, I, and that's that's an issue for them. I think they'll be lucky to split. If they went four and four, um, I think they would consider that a, a win because those are not easy games that they're coming back to. No, they got a pretty they got a pretty tough schedule, and they got teams that are playing for stuff. The Blazers are right. trying to get think, into the playoffs. I think that's the most important thing. They're playing for stuff, and and you see, uh, Eric Horn he put out a bit of a strength of schedule rank, and I think the Rockets were, I think they had the fifth hardest schedule coming back. So, I mean, they're, yeah, in, a, they're in a tight spot because they're also in sixth place. They have to move up. 
um, unless you want to play Denver round one. But uh, it's going to be a lot of teams trying to fight for that positioning, three, four, yeah, five, and, six. And I'm glad you brought that up because so just kind of talking about what's at stake for the Rockets, they're a game and a half up on Dallas, right? They're they're tied with OKC in the record. OKC is higher than them just because I think on uh, head-to-head matchups. Right. Then you have Utah. They're, they're a game behind Utah, who I think is probably going to drop because of no Bogdanovich. And I, I feel like they might be the team that's going to – gonna get hurt the most here in the in the restart and they're two and a half behind Denver for the three slot so you know they they have a lot to play for in that sense like I've been saying some teams are gonna kind of rest their guys and 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 kind of work their way into the playoffs the Rockets aren't one of those teams man they they got to try to get out of this this six hole you right. know I, I, or six or seven you don't even want to drop to seven because Look, if you're in the six or seven spot, you're playing Denver and, and the Clippers most likely in the first or second round in however order you want to flip that. Like, that's a tough road. You want to get into that four or five spot. And I think it's going to be really important to see just how those teams, like you said, how those teams use the eight games. There are some teams that are going to use it like for conditioning to get guys back into the rhythm of things, but the Rockets don't have that luxury. You know, before the break, they were on a bit of a slump losing three out of four. And that was the, the absolute worst time to lose those games because, you know, the Rockets were talking about getting the two seed at one point. And in a matter of two weeks, they were trying to f- stave off seventh. So that's just how tight the Western Conference is. And I don't think um, with the hard start they have coming back, they have an opportunity to uh, ease up. So do I think they'll finish up at six? No. But do I think they're going to get a highest three? Hell no. Three's a, three's a tough one. For me, if I you're the Rockets. Four, four is possible because, you know, like you said, the Jazz are going to slip and you're a better team than the Thunder are. So there's a there's a you know, propensity to kind of surpass them, but it's not going to be easy picking. So I think that's what fans have to realize, that these eight games, they're they're kind of like a playoff, a mini playoff uh, preview to see how your teams are going to be once the big games start. And also, in in their regards, too, it also comes down to their conditioning, you know, and what do they look like coming back? You know, it, you said it going into this, they were on fumes. We've talked about it many times. Like, they were dead tired. Playing small was exhausting and and really kind of wore them out a bit. But, you know, let's, let's see. Nobody really knows what any of these teams are going to look like coming back from this long layoff and then right into these games. But they're a team that can't take a night off. Besi- besides Houston – who is your surprise team, um, I guess, that has the, the opportunity to either make noise in the Orlando bubble before the playoffs or once the playoffs start? Like, do you see, like, a Portland team coming up there? Do you see uh, a Sacramento? Like, who, who is I that think, team for you? I think Portland's very interesting. I don't know if they're going to make noise, but getting Nurkic back, getting Collins back, Dame's, you know, healthy and, and, and recovered from his groin injury. I think it was a groin or, or a hammy injury that had him, you know, out a few games before the the shutdown. You know, I think if they could sneak into the eighth seed, you know, that's a tough that's a tough first round for the Lakers. I don't know if the Lakers I don't think the Lakers would lose that series, but that's not a, a four four oh sweep or anything like that. Like that's a tough out for the for the for a first round for a number one seed, that's a tough team to have to play in eight because Fully healthy. I don't think the Blazers would be in the eighth seed to begin with if they were healthy all year. Um, and just as far as small ball is concerned, 
it's going to be really taxing on their legs. Not first and foremost, just being, you know, high disadvantage and playing against bigger guys. But without without fans, I feel like this is going to be more of a scrimmage, and I feel like this is going to encourage a lot more running. So I don't think the Rockets are in a position where they can, you know, sit on their laurels or sit on their hands and say, eh, you know, we're a playoff team, we can take it easy. They have to come with it from the jump. Yeah, and I think this is the the important thing too is this is why the D'Antoni saying he's going to go from a seven man rotation to a nine man rotation is really important, especially in these first eight games because you just don't want to wear these dudes out in this whole environment. I mean, I think the first couple of games in general for every team is going to be a little bit weird, just adjusting to no fans, empty seats, and things like that. All of that sort of messes with like a shooter's rhythm and things like that. And I think that's something that kind of will take a few games to adjust to. And I think that's going to matter a lot as well in in, in this whole grand scheme of things. Do, do you see their pace? Because I, I talked to Coach about, and I also with Seth about pace versus speed of play. Um, do you anticipate their pace, you know, coming up a bit or – I think before their highest, they were, they were number two in the league in pace or three. Um, do you see that staying the same, or do you see like a new a new league standard for pace going into the the bubble? No, I think it'll stay about the same. I wouldn't even be surprised if it drops a little bit, just because the ramp up period in in time in which how long it'll take to get feel guys feeling fully comfortable to go all out a hundred percent. So I think, you know, we'll, I won't be surprised to see just overall in the league, it drop a bit and it tends to drop in the playoffs to begin with. So, you know, I, I, I would anticipate it to drop a bit. I mean, one fact though, Kelly is Russ is going to go whenever he gets the ball. Right, <laughs> his pace ain't slowing down at all. There's no stopping. That. There's no yeah, stopping he's that. just he's just going. But I, so, I, I wonder, I wonder how the rest of the guys will react. You know, because it's been a while since you know competitive games were played. But you know, the, the team has had the opportunity to look at what went right and what didn't go right. You know, over the 15 games that they had small ball available to them, one thing that went right, I guess you could say, would be. Um, the recommitment to switching everything, you know, with adding right. Covington allows you to uh, to carry out what they like to call shrink the floor, which is an emphasis on getting turnovers and 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 getting stops and forcing the team to to make a decision either corner threes or you know working in in the mid range. But I wonder just how ready everyone will be in the in the bubble, you know, because. There haven't there hasn't been a lot of a whole lot of basketball being played. There's been a lot of workouts. There's been a lot of you know film and videos of that, but there hasn't been a whole lot of basketball. And I and I think that's the biggest thing in any return after a long layoff is how are guys coming back? What's their shape like? And what's their chemistry like? Yeah, I think it's just something we're gonna have to wait and see. You know, I say this all the time. There's no replicating games. You know, and the energy it takes to go in a game and and the up and down and all of that stuff. So, you know, that's just one of those things, Kelly. We're just going to have to see it. There's no way to kind of predict it one way or the other. I mean, guys can look and be in great physical shape, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're in great basketball form. I mean, you're riding bikes all the time. You're you're in pretty good shape. Your lung capacity is pretty good. You go up and down a basketball court a few times, and you're going to be a big 
winded and that's the same for me and I'm running all the time. So it's not, uh, it's just a normal scenario. So I think this is something we're just going to have to watch. And I think the key for any team is how quickly you can ramp up and, and, and get to that level that you need to, to be able to start moving and, and, and feel comfortable. Um, but Kelly, you did have a recent talk with Michael Fraser. Uh, I think that's, uh, I want to touch on that here a little bit. And folks, if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, I highly recommend you check it out. You can go to theathletic.com slash Google for a 30-day free trial. Make sure you jump on that. This way you can read all of Kelly's work. He's got a ton of stuff coming out. Uh, but I wanted to touch on this interview here, Kelly. What were some highlights from the interview? Um, just kind of see where, where his head was at. I think it's important for two-way guys and guys that are coming from the G League that are able to, you know, be playoff eligible, um, to see their mindset. You know, it's it's been a, it's been a hard thing for them having to be without basketball, but they're coming back into a situation where they might not even play. You know, they might just be in Orlando for for the trip or whatever. But I talked to Mike about you know where his head is at, what the team has been telling him during this time, um, because we haven't gotten to see a whole lot of his game this year, only in I guess garbage time here and there but he's an interesting guy he, he can hit threes he's he's a tremendous shooter uh he's a bit undersized but he's a tenacious guard and he has a nice feel for the game now the Rockets have that in spades so <clears throat> it makes sense why you know he hasn't gotten the opportunity yet but you know with coming back to the bubble there are there's going to be a need for playing more than your seven eight guys so I'm interested to see if he gets that chance and it was nice talking to him and hearing what, kind of what he's been up to and what the team has been up to in the past three months. Anything catch you off guard? Anything surprise you? Um, Just how obsessed they are with basketball. Like, they've basically been lost without it. And that was what – because obviously, like, these guys have families, their fathers. Um, they've had a good time to stay with their family and their loved ones. But some of these other guys, like Mike, they live for this. And it's been really hard for them to cope – without basketball and I, and I took that for granted there you go breaking news basketball players love basketball hey. uh, <laughs> sorry that was a cheap shot uh sweet well anything else you want to touch on before we bounce yeah I'm also I have something really special coming up with Jason Terry um talking about you know the game six Clippers series and the whole 2014-15 season so keep up for that be on the lookout for that obviously you can't Jump into that stuff unless you're a subscriber. So, again, I highly recommend you subscribe. Told you, theathletic.com slash Google. Get yourself a free trial. Enjoy it. Trust me, you won't want to miss Kelly's stuff. He's got a ton of great things in the works that are going on. And then once games get going, there's going to be a ton more stuff about basketball worth reading. So, don't miss out, folks. So, for Kelly Eco, for our super producer, Mike Zimmerman, for me, Mo DeKeel, we out. We out.